This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. You can see Bill Curlick joining us from his palatial Columbus area estate. You can see Mark Porter on the Amalfi Coast of Italy in his bungalow. Oh, wait a minute. Where are you, Mark? Siesta Key, where most of Ohio goes for spring break. Not the Amalfi Coast, I might add. But it is nice. This might be the only time the sun is shining in all three spots, and we had to send someone to Florida to get it done. But we have the best of the best here today, and this should be a fun show, as being on the recruiting show with the Buckeyes has been fun for, it feels like, a month or so. And uh, it shows no sign of stopping. This weekend is the spring game. And the guest list is star-studded, but we are first going to wrap up some very cool information that's happened since we last gathered. Ohio State has gained two commitments, one on Saturday, one on yesterday, which was Wednesday. Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday, Tuesday night? night? I went to bed late. Let's start with the one on Saturday. We kind of knew it was coming. Uh, it was a great one. In the long run, it may be the biggest one of all, and that is Aaron Nolan. Mark, you broke him down and have done it in detail. Just a quick synopsis of what you think of Aaron Nolan. Keep in mind, Mark has also broken down Dylan Rayola, Ryan Montgomery, other dudes, so he's got some good context here. Yeah, I don't go out on a limb very often, but before Ohio State offered, before he got to campus, I, I guess we – Assume there'd be an offer, but watching the film, you could easily compare him to a Dylan Riola. And kind of what I said about Dylan is he's the Josh Allen, Justin uh, Herbert type of upside you would hope for one day. He's the big, strong drop back guy where it uh, looks like Aaron Nolan's more the Deshaun Watson type. Looks to throw, wants to throw, uh, would throw first as many times as he can, but definitely has the feet to take off like a Justin Fields or one of those elite runners. So 
Aaron Nolan, lefty. You wouldn't know he's a lefty. They had the throwing motion so smooth, the delivery so uh, normal looking. You don't pick up that he's got any awkwardness to him. And, you know, he has the type of athletic ability that's right on that edge of, yeah, he's going to break some defenses down. Is he like Stroud where he's going to throw and maybe show his feet at the end like he did? Maybe. But, you know, I think they nailed this quarterback offer with uh, Aaron Nolan. Uh, we haven't seen a lefty in a while, so we'll see how it changes the offense. If he does take the starting job, if they start going with the left side heavy, right side's the blind side type of feel. Uh, but big-time prospect, definitely. Bill, these, when you talk to these quarterbacks, at least the kind of quarterback that Ohio State recruits, you're often talking to some of the most mature young men you will ever meet. Even saying that, Aaron Nolan is – I'm not going to have to research it, he might be the most impressive interview that I've seen in terms of just he is so comfortable talking to adults. That is one thing I look for in, in young people. How comfortable are they in their skin? How comfortable are they talking to adults? I, he got interviewed by all sorts of people. And he is whether he was sitting between his parents or he was solo. He really has that kind of like it factor. I'll tell you, if you compare him to Deshaun Watson, he's got way more charisma than Watson. Am I exaggerating it? Uh, in your dealings with them, does that kind of match up? Uh, it does. You know what I you the word I use is engaging. He is really an engaging young man to talk to. You know, he's an upbeat kid. He he uh, he's just a great interview and uh, comes off extremely well. I think you you hit it right on the head, um, and that translates into also being an effective recruiter for Ohio State, which he is planning to do very much of that, um, which bodes well as Ohio State continues this recruiting run. So, you know, right now they're at uh, uh, 10 commitments with Peyton Pierce, and I, it's it's only going to continue over the coming weeks here. I think they're going to have several more um, in the near future. And Aaron Nolan has said he's going to go out and recruit. He has been recruiting for that matter. So it's a great thing for Ohio State to get a athlete that caliber with the personality he has that can attract other great players. And, you know, you saw Jeremiah Smith uh, openly lobbying, get um, Aaron Nolan in this class. And and there's a reason for that. Yeah, very, very. And maybe – Maybe to expand a little bit on him above the shoulders, there are some plays on film where he's doing the zone read fake, looking to the right side of the field, and then throwing to the left side of the field, you know, basically manipulating the defense with his eyes. So he's advanced from the neck up on the field, uh, where, you know, to back up, a lot of high school kids are staring at a flat defender and they're reading the flats, or staring at a, a corner and reading what the corner does, or reading simply just from the center over half the field where Aaron Nolan in high school is reading the full entire field where he's selling one side on one thing and then going to the other side with another look, that's that's NFL stuff at the high school level. So that goes in sync with what you're talking about, what you're talking to on the phone and meeting in person. He definitely is in this to win this, I guess, what, what I would say if he's that far advanced. And also getting back to the personality thing, you don't have, this doesn't happen all the time with recruits. You know, every once in a while, he just will hit me up and say, hey, what's up? What's going on? Yeah. You know, just to, to, to chat and, and be outgoing and, and, and all that, which is, which is really great. 
No, he's, he's impressed. His parents did an amazing job. I know his dad has a big presence in the community down there. They should uh, be very, very proud. He won a state championship. We know Jelani Thurman is up here from that team. By the way, that team was loaded. So you're talking about a guy that not only is experienced, he's going to be used to having to spread the ball around to a number of talented players. I think they had four skilled players go Division One last year at his high school. So we're set there. Okay, as if that wasn't good enough, we move from the state of Georgia. Where else would you go? Florida, Texas, California. Let's do Texas for a middle linebacker, Peyton Pierce. Um, I think I'm like everybody else and that uh, – once I saw the animal was on, was locked in on this one, James Laurinaitis, I started to get very confident. Um, do you think, uh, Bill, let's start with this. Not to be confused with downtown Sammy Brown of Oakwood fame, do you think Peyton Pierce affects the recruitment of Sammy Brown? No. Uh, Sammy Brown's going to go where Sammy Brown wants to go. So, you know, he's got all the uh, the options and, uh, uh, you know, he – he's like uh, most uh, recruits of that caliber. They're not worried about anyone else. You know, they, they have total confidence in their ability. And if somehow high state can pull out those two guys, they can figure out a way to get them on the field. Oh, yeah. They're that good. Um, and Ohio state has a legitimate shot at Sammy Brown. I'm not saying they're going to get him, but I will tell you, he is very interested in Ohio state. He's already got his official visit set up to Ohio state. Um, he, he has been here multiple times. His mom has been here. She loved it. His dad has been here. He loved it. You know, they, they like what they see of Ohio State. You know, will it be easy beating out the schools in the South, you know, Georgia, Clemson, et cetera, et cetera? Um, no, but they're in the game. They, they've got a shot at getting Sammy Brown. Mark, I had uh, Brian Peroni, one of our Texas, he actually worked at the Texas A&M site, but he's an expert on all things Texas. Not only did he tell us that in Texas, they look for two offers to legitimize a guy, Ohio State and Alabama. But um, he said Peyton Pierce, who actually missed his past season, more of a traditional middle linebacker than they usually see in Texas. He had, Brian actually said he thought he's a great fit for the Big Ten. Um, not as much a Big 12 linebacker. So not only did Ohio State go into Texas, they got a, a great fit. Thoughts? Peyton Pierce? Yeah. I, Mark, yeah, I, I, the, yeah, okay. I, you froze up for a second, so I want to make sure you were done talking. Yep. Uh, I, I listened to that podcast, and I'm glad that I turned in my evaluation, I guess, before you, know, you guys uh, talked, because Brian saw a lot of the same things that I wrote in my evaluation. Tough, throwback type, traditional middle linebacker, uh, between the tackles, run stopper. Uh, I think he had maybe three games last year. Uh, I don't know if it was a total wash for the whole season with an injury, but I, I think his sophomore season, he had a good body of work I'd walked, uh, I looked at. Uh, but it's a limited body of work for junior year, which makes you wonder, how did they, you know, Ohio State come in on a kid who's only got three games this, you know, junior year. Uh, the four five three, I think 40 time looks like four five three on film. Uh the between the tackles thing is what you say to a linebacker who's not that fast. Yeah, he'll get from C gap to C gap. This kid will get from D gap to D gap and, and sideline to sideline. 
you don't have to take him off the field probably on third downs for passing situations. I think he runs well enough for he can get to the deeper zones. He can run with the backs out of the backfield. He's big enough to handle some tight ends. So he is a real nice James Laronitis type. You know, it's kind of funny. That's who's recruiting him. But A.J. Hawk, Laronitis, he reminds you of that type of linebacker. I think uh, Brian compared him to Katzamoy or someone like that. But I think the big cat was much larger, much you know, bigger human being at the time and probably not as fast or as agile as this player. So there was a, there's a little bit of a difference there, but I get what he was saying about that. Just monster in the middle of the defense. And yeah, for big 10 country, when it's cold weather and you're seeing 30 carries a game coming at you, you want guys like that, that are just slammers in the middle. That'll, you know, take on guards, take on centers, you know, fight with tackles and, and win some of those battles. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. go on a to be fair here to the dude, we're not talking about when I say a Big Ten middle linebacker. I think that almost implies like a slow plotting white guy. That's not what this dude is. This dude's an athlete. He's like, don't forget, AJ Hawk got picked fifth in the draft. He could do it all. So I'm not talking about uh, Levon Kirkland from uh, Pittsburgh days with a 270 pounder sitting in the middle. This guy can do it all. Go ahead, Bill. You know, you're talking about. Say Dan, you were talking about. Let me about go on Dan, you were talking about Aaron Nolan and his personality. <laughs> um, uh, Peyton Pierce, you know, you talk about another engaging kid that uh, is um, very reliable. You know, all, through his recruiting by, by Ohio State, he would fill me in on what's going on and everything. And, uh, you know, he would say, you know, I'm going to do this at this time. I'll get back to you at that time. I'll, you know, whatever. He always did it, and that's not always real typical for a 16, 17, 18-year-old high school kid. And I remember uh, when he told me, uh, you know, he would get back to me on the exact time commitment and all that kind of thing. I said, Peyton, there's one guy I'm not worried about getting back to me. It's you. You've followed through with every single thing that you've done. Um, He told uh, Jim Laurinaitis and – uh, Jim Knowles, Ryan Day, and so forth. He committed on Thursday night to them and um, uh, did a FaceTime call with them uh, Thursday night. And Friday morning, first thing he gets up early Friday morning and he calls me and he tells me, he said, I just wanted to let you know, you're the first I've told of this besides Garrett Stover and mm-hmm. Ohio State that, that, I'm, that I'm committed to Ohio State and I'm going to announce it uh, next week. And he said, I'll let you know exactly when it, he did. He followed through with every single thing he said. He, he Just a great kind of kid for the program. And, I, and I'll tell you, I've been so impressed with the kids they're bringing into the program in this class, what kind of young men they are, the Armstrongs, and, and, and you just go right down the line. They're bringing in good football players, but really quality young men in this class. I'd like to expand on that evaluation. You know, the big 10 thing, you said, oh, that could be a knock. To me, that's a compliment. And the same type of compliment when I say, hey, he's a well-rounded tight end. You're like, oh, that's a knock. He can't run. He's, you know, the NFL needs blocking tight ends. And this is a little bit of a nerdy digression here. Uh, The Kyle Pitts Pitts and Darren Wallers of the world uh, are very easily to tell what they're doing because they don't line up a tight end. And if they do, they're not blocking. They can't handle the 280-pound defensive end. It, it's a mismatch in the other team's favor. Uh, but there's a 
a love of fans of these fast tight ends that are receivers, but they're really receivers and not tight ends. So when Ohio State has a tight end that blocks in the zone running game and we compliment how he's going to go to the NFL and be a starter and a high draft pick and people say, well, he only had you know 18 catches or something, this game is about more than just running fast. So I'll flip what I'm trying to say to defense. When we say he's a Big Ten middle linebacker, what that means is he's a man that's going to go fight with guards and tackles, fight with 280-pound men that want – or 300-pound men that want to maul him, and he's going to win those battles. But he's also a good enough athlete to go run with the backs and receivers. So this – you know, the way we described him, I could see some people like you're saying, yeah, that's a knock. He's a slow – no. He is a complete middle linebacker because in the Big Ten, you're seeing 30 carries a game, but – Guess what? We're also seeing spread offenses where we don't want to take middle linebackers off the field, which is something that a traditional middle linebacker who's between the tackles, he's gone on third down. You're bringing in uh, the the guys at Ohio State's recruiting at the linebacker, like the Centerville kid and the Big Walnut kid that are faster or outside guys. But those guys aren't built to take on the 300-pound run games. They're built to be out there in space and run around and do their, their job, you know, so – I wanted to say that, yeah, in a nerdy way, that is a compliment of a complete linebacker that will, if he does this at Ohio State, be drafted high because, yeah, in the NFL, they still run the ball right down your throat, and they need grown-ass men, excuse the phrase, to stand up in the middle of the defense. The inside linebacker spot at Ohio State is very similar to what's played in the NFL. Yep. One of the reason, it's one of the reasons Pete Werner has been so successful because there is no such thing as inside linebacker. You're inside, you're outside. The, like there used to be a big deal in the NFL whether your team played a four-three or a three-four. People are in different defenses all the time now. You're, there's there's no one that just plays a traditional four-three all the time or three-four all the time. Mark, I thought you started your evalu- uh, your talk about Pierce perfectly. If he runs a legit four-five-three, he'll be able to cover whoever he needs to cover. There's no I mean, he, he has some good hips. He'll be able to cover the tight end down the seam, get the guys in the flat. Um, and, and I liked I liked your LeVon Kirkland reference, and I remember him. I think he was 270 pounds of middle linebacker. Yeah, where if people don't understand that, he was a thumper in there where he was blowing up your guard and knocking him in the backfield, which is at that time what you needed to stop the run game, or they were just going to keep shoving it down your throat. and. You know, obviously not every linebacker could do that. And LeVon Kirkland was off the field in passing situations. He was right. ineffective. It was like having a defensive tackle trying to cover a running back at some point. So Which these guys that are – By the way, when you have Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd as your defensive ends, I don't want to get too old on anybody here, but I do think Peyton Pierce, in terms of what they've recruited recently, he's almost like the next level of hopefully of Eichenberg and uh, – will be a strong, strong addition. All right, let's take a break here at about the 1730 mark. Come back, and we got a lot of really good stuff coming here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. Guess what's this weekend? The spring game. Guess who likes to go to the spring game? Besides everyone in Ohio, if it's nice out. Really, really good recruits from all across the country. When, when Bill started going down his list of guys, I put my, I just kind of put my pencil down and was like, good Lord. These guys are coming from uh, the St. Uh, Baltimore, from Florida, the best from Ohio. Bill, from the top, the floor is yours. Who is coming? Um, let's mention the guys that are already committed. Um, I know Jeremiah Smith is coming with JoJo Trader from his high school. According to ESPN, JoJo Trader is a higher-rated receiver than Jeremiah Smith. Maybe they can explain that when they get here, but uh, Bill, the floor is yours. Well, I kind of broke it down by states pretty much. Uh, You know, it's a fantastic group. And Brian Hartline, gosh, about uh, almost a week ago was kind of tweeting out the, the great weather, the spring game is coming, and we're right on track. It's still supposed to be in the mid-70s and sunny for that spring game. And, boy, when that happens and uh, all the people are there, uh, the recruits and everything, it is really an exciting atmosphere, perfect for recruiting. And from Florida, you know, you've got Jeremiah Smith, who, of course, is committed. you got Josiah Trader, who you mentioned, Dan. you got Jaden Jackson, defensive lineman that really likes Ohio State a lot, defensive tackle from Florida. you got the Ohio kids, uh, Sam Williams-Dixon and Reggie Powers and Marion Witten and Ryan Montgomery. Um, uh, as you mentioned, Dan, you know, the commitments will, will be there. The kids have already committed. Many of them will be there. Uh, Corian Gibson, the cornerback from Texas, uh, go down to uh, Maryland, Baltimore. Those six guys that were at Ohio State March 25th, um, if I'm not mistaken, all six have scholarship offers from Ohio State already. The St. Francis kids uh, led by Dewan Williams and uh, Ify Oregu, the cornerback, uh, uh, Trenton Wilson, et cetera, et cetera. They're all going to be back at Ohio State this weekend. Uh, you go down to Georgia. Uh, elite 2026 quarterback uh, Juju uh, Lewis is going to be there. Amari Winston, a tight end that earns a scholarship offer from Ohio State at the Buckeyes camp last year. He's a 2025 kid. So, you know, the list goes on and on. That It's going to be a great, great weekend for Ohio State. They are really putting together a class, man. I'll just tell you when uh, Andrew Ivins, our Florida guy here who is since – Progressed a director of scouting for the network, by the way, after he joined the BM5 crew. So we wonder if that has anything to do with it. But he literally said that the Ohio State offense would be like, you know, they're bringing back the college Madden game. He's like, you sat down with the college Madden game. We're like, all right, how about a running back from Texas and James Peebles? How about a wide receiver? From uh, Florida, Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham. Now, how about a quarterback and Aaron Nolan? So they are, uh, at least offensively, off to a great start. I know everybody wants the defensive 
recruits to come in fast and furious. Peyton Pierce was a nice start. Bill, you're going to get this question, so I might as well ask it now. Who is on Commitment Watch? Well, I've been saying this for, um, I don't know, uh, a couple weeks, maybe, uh, that guys that, you know, you want to keep in mind, Sam Williams-Dixon for for quite some time, the the running back slot back from Pickerington North, uh, been watching for him for, for quite some time now. Uh, Reggie Powers, uh, Damarian Witten. I don't think uh, he would do something this quick, but again, you never know. Uh, nobody thought, except for Bucknuts and Mark Porter, uh, that last year Arvell Reese was going to commit to Ohio State um, when uh, when he did, which uh, was early August. The Glenville guys always go through the process. Not always. Uh, and I remember uh, Mark was, you know, touting this and everything. So I was getting on a plane to come back from Florida when Arvell uh, announced. And I mean, it was like minutes before we were taken off. And I just, and I knew that was coming. Again, Mark had a lot to do with that but uh Arvell Reese committed just minutes before my plane took off that I was going to be off offline and we got that commitment on right then uh but so you never know you know the Marion Witten likes Ohio State a lot of, again I'm not saying at all that he's going to commit this weekend I'm just saying you know he's a kid that uh likes Ohio State a lot and has long had a Buckeye scholarship offer just know this it's going to be one of those weekends you're going to want to have a premium membership to Bucknuts. I don't pimp these a lot on here, but uh, we have a deal coming later today that we'll post. If you are into recruiting, give it a chance this weekend, and I promise you Bill will make you an addict, and then I won't have to market it at all. Um, it'll just take care of itself as you they, – They may enjoy an eye in the sky. They Now, yeah. I will enjoy the eye in the sky. We're back to some real football. Don't forget, Mark – We'll have that. We also have something coming on Charles Lester, defensive back out of Sarasota, who's very impressive. Let's hit some questions. Daryl Lee Mans the second asks, does Ohio State have a chance with JoJo Trader? Bill, I've seen him listed as Josiah Trader, JoJo Trader, and Josh Trader. But as I mentioned yesterday, we had something in the boarding house about this. JoJo Trader plays at the same high school as Jeremiah Smith and was rated ahead of him. He is ESPN's number two overall player. Why that is is subject to interpretation, but do you think the Buckeyes have a shot with JoJo Trader? Yeah, they've got a shot. I mean, I, I would not uh, – uh, like Jeremiah Smith, I crystal balled him to Ohio State early. Um, I, I felt really, really good about that one all the way. Uh, with Trader, I, uh, they have a shot, but he's not a guy that I would be crystal balling to Ohio State at this point. That's not to say that I don't think he's going there. I'm just saying, you know, he's he could go a number of different places. And Ohio State, in my opinion, is one of the schools that, that could end up with Trader. Andrew Ivins said Trader was a take-it-down-to-the-wire guy. And in Florida, you read into that what you want. I'm not saying anything. Uh, but it feels like that one could be a uh, a battle to the end. Speaking of Florida, there was a question here about our guy from Taft. I'll find it. But Elias Rudolph, does anybody heard anything about Elias Rudolph? Uh, the Taft transferred to Deerfield Beach. We've gone in detail about how that is not necessarily an IMG or American Heritage. 
that was more done for the sun and fun of Florida. There has been some speculation that Elias would return to Taft. Has either one of you heard anything on that? I have not. Uh, we do not know yet what he's going to do, where he's going to play as senior year of uh, high school football. Um, you know, they're waiting. They would certainly love to have him back at Taft, mm-hmm. and that is not out of the question. We just don't know right now what's going to happen there. Um you know, if he comes back to Taft, Taft, as we've talked about before, is absolutely loaded. Um, you know, they, they've got a bunch of kids that are coached well and um, uh, they're very talented. Uh, they went deep into the playoffs last year and they got a lot of those guys back. I know Mark can speak on that. Um, so if he goes back to Taft, you know, that's he's going to come back to a school and a team that's really good. Deerfield Beach isn't quite of that caliber at this point, so we'll, we'll see. All right, I'm not trying to uh, ambush you guys here, but Sean Duffy asks, and if you guys have seen him, if not, what are the thoughts of Centerville wide receiver Jamar Montgomery, class of 2025? Has anybody seen him play, Bill, Mark? Yeah, I think I have him in my underclassman report. Uh uh, if I had my report in front of me and I wasn't in such a tropical location right now, I could probably read you what I thought of him. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure he was what I would call a camp kid as a sophomore, which give him that D1 grade. And if he goes and runs what you think he's going to run and he does what you think he's going to do, we'll do it. They had a nice quarterback at Centerville, you know, this last year. But I can't say I, I specifically remember him. I, I just remember the name. Yeah. Don't forget. Uh, Hold on a sec, Bill. Wide receiver, Ohio, they don't recruit Ohio. They recruit the world. If there was a great receiver in Switzerland, Ohio State would be on his list. So to get an, if you get an offer, a wide receiver from the state of Ohio, you are a freak. Um, Bill, were you going to hop in there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to uh, do a um there because I, all of a sudden I realized – I forgot <laughs> an elite guy from Florida visiting Ohio State this weekend. Got to mention this guy. Uh, he's an Ohio State legacy. Uh, Booker Pickett is going to be at Ohio State this weekend. Uh, uh, edge defensive end guy, the 30 sack guy, and you know record-setting uh, sack numbers. He's going to be at Ohio State Friday and Saturday. So I. Mench, do not want to miss mentioning him. He, of course, is uh, related to former Ohio State great defensive tackle Ryan Pickett. That's his uncle. So that's a huge one to, to, to have in Columbus again this weekend. When you posted uh, the news of his visit, I put on there that the last Floridian they recruited with a similar profile to Booker Pickett was Ryan Shazier. I'm not saying they're going to move Pickett to middle linebacker, but six foot three, like two ten maybe, and they just put him on the edge, and he is literally unstoppable getting to the quarterback. That's what Ryan Shazier was. He was not a linebacker. He was an undersized edge that literally could not be blocked. So we can take more of those guys. As many guys like that we can get, we'll take. As, of course, happy birthday to Buckeye Gordon, if you guys saw that up there. William? Is Ohio State recruiting any defensive tackles? We haven't heard much about that group. 
Well, a couple things there. Ohio State, um, that's not their biggest need on the defensive line. If you remember right, they only signed really one-edged guy, Joshua Mickens, last year. They missed out on the big three defensive ends. We've been over that uh, many, many times. Um, but they did get – they got Jason Moore, who can play end or tackle, and he's really good, folks. He's a very good player. Um has his experience mostly at end, but I wouldn't be surprised if he moves inside, plays tackle as well at Ohio State. So they got Jason Moore, they got Will Smith, and they got Caden McDonald as a potential defensive tackle. So that's a good haul. Um, it's defensive end that is more the focus this year. But having said that, you know, there's some defensive tackles out there that they're certainly uh, in on, including Justin Scott. From Illinois, not going to be an easy get, but I think Ohio State is in his top three right now. Um, certainly, he's one of them. Nigel Smith is being recruited out of Texas. He's being recruited more as an outside guy, but he could absolutely play defensive tackle in rush packages and so on. And and by the way, Peyton Pierce is recruiting him hard for Ohio State. He really wants him to be playing uh, in front of him on the Ohio State line. Uh, down the road. So, yeah, they're in on some defensive tackles for sure. It's just not as, as big a priority as edge guys this year uh, based on what they did last last recruiting cycle. All right, this is going to be our last question, and fittingly it comes from very far away. From Murray, Ron, greetings from sunny but chilly Swansea, Wales, gents. That's the first time I've read the word Swansea in my life. Sorry. What is each of your number one most desired recruit to join the 2024 OSU class that has not yet committed, signed, married? Uh, Bill, we're all going to do this. Mark, we're all going to do this. You go first. So that is guy left on the board in 2024 that you would like most. Go ahead. Mark, you got it first. <laughs> I'll go. You want me to go first? Okay. I would like to get KJ Bolden because I would like to stick a hot poker in George's eye. Uh, <laughs> KJ Bolden is, they list him as an athlete. Some list him, he's basically the number one safety in the country based on the tea leaves that I adhere to. He is from Georgia, and his cousin is Perry Eliano, who is not only working with Ohio State secondary, he's the safeties coach. So I wonder, I, I also would love to be a fly on the wall when that name came up and Ryan Day said, oh, K.J. Bolden or Jindal's a K.J. We really want him. And Perry Allen, oh, that's my cousin. <laughs> you better get him. And I don't know if they are, but I think that would be an amazing get. I've said before um, on this show ad nauseum about how I think we need to focus on Gwinnett County in uh, Georgia, which is an unbelievable talent hotbed. By the way, Caden McDonald, Gwinnett County uh, Newspaper Defensive Player of the Year last year, so they got a good start there. So I will go with K.J. Bolden, and I also dragged that out so Mark could get to his notes and, <laughs> Bill, and Bill could come up with something on the spot that I saved him for. So. Yep. Bill, Mark, Colton Henrich and Williams, Colton Henrich and Williams, uh, Nan or Rammy or whatever the name let's, is. Let's get this one down for good right here. <laughs> this happens every. Yep. Let's get the act. 
I, this happens every recruiting cycle. And I actually asked Steve Wolfong about this guy's name. Williams, and it's spelled N-W-A-N-E-R-I. I feel like I'm on the ESPN spelling bee as I close my eyes. And it's, I believe it's pronounced Waneri. Williams Waneri, yeah. The, we have films coming on him and the Colton Henrich, the tight end. Wow. I mean, I watched both of those guys, and I know we released Lester and uh, Peyton Pierce first and some of these other guys, but I was just as excited to get those guys out to the Bucknuts fans. So those are I'm, – I'm giving you two answers. Yep. That tight end is as good as I've seen, receiving, blocking, tough, physical. He's the, the kind that Ohio State takes. And, yeah, Williams, boy, what a defensive lineman. We haven't – like you're saying, we're the defensive lineman. If we land him, that would be very nice. Yeah, Williams – Winery, even though I know the name, there's always going to be a pause there because that's now a glitch in my brain. But he is as good a defensive line, some people think, in the entire country. So he's a definite, definite high, uh, high top of board guy, William. Well, uh, I agree. Winery's a great player, and he could end up at Ohio State. But I, I would say right now, I would pick the field versus Ohio State for him. So I'm not going to name him. Um, I'm going to name, I'm maybe in this order, I'm going to name several guys. Uh, I would love to see, I'll go agree with you, Dan. I would love to see KJ Bolden at the back end of Ohio State's defense. He is tremendous. He reminds me a little bit in some ways uh, of a Caleb Downs last year in that you know, he can be the best football player in the country, KJ Bolden. I'm talking about, and he can play offense too. You know, they're recruiting him as a Chris Campbell type guy. So I have him up there. Uh, Booker Pickett that I mentioned, pass rush is so essential, and that guy is as good as it gets in rushing the passer. So I would have him up there. Uh, and then because because they're Ohio guys, I would have either one of the Ohio corners up there, um, mm. either Aaron Scott or Bryce West. They're elite. They, they've been told by Ryan Day – guys are at the top of the food chain you're ohioans we want to keep you here so i would have them high as well so those would maybe you know be a, a little sampling that'd be the sampling of my names that i have at the top of the list but you know there's others i mean just a quarterback alone the guys at ohio state could get in this class i've already got the two ohio guys crystal ball to ohio state i've got miles Lockhart crystal ball to ohio state if you haven't been on but that's this morning Xavier brown from modern day High school likes. I mean, he just made two. He's from California. He made two Ohio State visits in in basically less than two weeks. Coming out here twice uh, from California to Ohio State. You've got Charles Lester. You got Kobe Black. You got Corey Gibson. It's unbelievable, really. Uh, The job that uh, Tim Walton and Perry Iliano are doing in the secondary. If you look at the rankings now, Ohio State is up to the number two class. Good Lord, they could make a run at number one. But regardless, this is going to be a fun year on the on the recruiting cycle for the Buckeyes. And we've proven that. And we've also proven that the place to be to get that information, who else would you go to? Guys that gallivant in Italy, guys who uh, – <laughs> know everything else so we appreciate appreciate everybody stopping by bill and i are not at the amalfi coast and have a good one bucknutters
Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!